Hello, Fox Sports Cricket subscribers. Phil Pryor here, podcast producer and host of The Splash. Uh, it goes without saying, you're across what's happened over the weekend in South Africa. Our journalists here are working overtime, bringing you all the news uh, and Fox Sports Cricket lead of the digital team, Joe Barton, joined me on the Splash podcast today. Uh, go over and get half an hour's worth of chat and analysis and reaction on that. Uh, and on this podcast, here's a little bit of a teaser of what the Fox football podcast team and the Fox NRL Take Me Now, I Have Seen It All podcast team thought about it on the weekend because it's such a big story that other sports broadcasters wanted to have their say as well. The Matildas have been exemplary as a, as a team representing this country. Oh, they're, they're, yeah. they're the nation's favourite football team yeah. at the moment, so let's yeah. be honest. And uh, as you say, Cosy, representing Australia properly on the world stage, as opposed to oh. a difference. Oh, you go in there, are you? Oh, I'll mention it, um, because I'm proud of the way the soccerers conduct themselves. I'm proud of the way that the Matildas conduct themselves. There's no BS. There's no garbage around what they're there for, and that's to play football and, at the same time, represent Australia. Like I remember back um, the, the way, for instance, when I watched that minute silence after that tragedy in Norway about that youth international, wonderfully observed by the Australians in the crowd as well, and indeed the, the staff, and they would have fallen over themselves to, to say, yes, Norway will be happy. And I, and I go back to the Saudi Arabians. about that. That's the first thing I thought of, that garbage that they served up in Adelaide, Bremba, before and about the London knife attack and they didn't want to observe it and it was just it was just ugly and it made me after that I was I wasn't too unimpressed with the Saudi Arabians because that's their business it, it just makes them look horrible it just makes me feel that when Australia represent us on the world stage in football at the moment I don't know if this was always the case Cosy that it's a team that we can be proud of in terms of how they conduct themselves with the media between themselves with the people that come and meet them at fan days etc they're they're not on a pedestal, but they're, they're up there. That was Look, that was always stuff that, that went without saying. Uh, I mean, on the park, it was always a battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Gavin Robinson, I was talking to him on, on Fox News this morning, and he brought up, um, you know, about people representing the country having a certain degree of humility. Mm-hmm. And the Socceroos have always had carried that certain degree of humility in the main. Um, either as a team or as individuals. Um, we're talking about the cricket now, obviously, and I think the humility factors disappeared from cricket ages ago, mm. and put themselves they, they're way up in a in rarefied atmosphere. Um, you know, and I think they've actually lost perspective. They fly everywhere first class. It's yeah. it's a whole thing that's gone. And so do our boys, the, and I think now the Matildas. Yeah, but they still they still behave well. properly. Yeah, so, and I'm not saying that the cricket has misbehaved, but. The the thing that annoyed me the most about it was they represent us properly. The arrogance that was shown it, it was just just passed off like oh yeah we sat down and had a chat about it and decided to do it like <laughs> no one's going to give a damn. Yeah, it was I, I, when I actually saw that happen. I thought, I can't believe you're saying this as a captain of your country. <laughs> but some some of this cosy uh, is cultural, isn't it? Because it is. when you look at the Socceroos, and and this is not oh, our guys are brilliant, everybody else is rubbish. No, that's but, it, but football has its own. Problems, of course, yeah. we, we've got lots of our own issues. But 
when you when you look at footballers by and large, and you were the same when you were a player, because you went overseas, you experienced something different. You had to mix in with uh, a different culture, uh, albeit you know in your day you went to Arsenal and England, which is relatively similar to Australia. But you know players like Yedinak in the past, players like Schwarzer, they they speak different languages because of their backgrounds. Um, I remember being at the Confederations Cup in 2005 and, and stood there listening to John Aloisi give an interview in Spanish to Spanish TV, while at the same time, Mark Schwarzer was speaking fluent German to the German TV crew. And I thought, this is absolutely brilliant. They were fantastic ambassadors for Australia. And I think in some of the other sports, because of their very nature, they are colonial or ex-colonial sports, so you're only competing against other English-speaking nations. I think there's an insularity that comes with that. Um, and talking of which, uh, Adam, just on the same theme, obviously today we must you know, pause and pay our respects to Malcolm Conn's Twitter account uh, <laughs> after the uh, sad passing of his 1950s worldview <laughs> in South Africa at the weekend. It's, it's torment. I put one out there, just a little bait, and the bait's still floating there in the water and not to be taken just yet, but uh, oh, <laughs> double standards. My goodness, that guy. I stay off. That's why I stay off of social media. Oh, I haven't a clue what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably best. <laughs> it's a bad week. To be a Smith, probably a worse week to be a Bancroft, but it's not a great time to be a Smith. I mean, Steve Smith, <laughs> you're giving all Smiths a bad name. Hi, everybody. Yes, it's Warren Smith and Matt Russell once again on You Can Take Me Now. I have seen it all, and Maddie, we never have seen it all. Cheating, ball tampering in cricket, giving Smiths, forget the Bancrofts, I'm just concerned about the Smiths. Steve Smith, what have you done to us? Scandal week was manly salary cap dealt with and the Australian cricket team. Their behaviour beggars belief. Just two questions. How did a group of leaders in the Australian cricket team think that A, this was a good idea and B, we'll get away with this? With 38,000 cameras around the field and the camera guys are all sports fans, you know, and they're pretty savvy and I can't prove it. I have no clue. But I'm prepared to say there's a very good chance that this isn't the first time that the Aussies have gone down this path because the Canberra boys, I think, have seen something in the past or there's been a bit of a tip-off from somebody that something nefarious has been happening and because all the shots of Cameron Bancroft and then the, the tape coming out of the pocket and going down the front, I mean, it's all framed too well to be a bit of an accident. Like, it's not just one of those shots where it's a wider shot and if you zoom in here and focus on this little bit, you can see something. No, it's framed as if it's a movie. So somebody has known something or the camera boys have been onto it and it just goes back to the fact that the Aussies, not only are they cheats, they're really poor cheats. They can't even do it well. It's like the fine cotton ring-in affair, that famous racing scandal. Everyone was onto it. Clearly the camos knew what was going yeah. on. They're smart operators. We know in rugby league they know sometimes more than most of us. <laughs> and uh, it's a lesson to any sportsman when you have adrenaline pumping through your body and you think, hang on, I can get away with this. Just remember Stephen Smith and the Australian cricketers. You won't get away with it. There are very smart camera operators who are onto you and making sure your activities are being captured for us to discuss. We'll move on to footy in a moment, but I just want to just touch on the fact that in the time afterwards, I guess off the back of the result being known, Australia getting bundled out in the fourth innings and South Africa wanting to take a 2-1 lead in the series. That uh, the word coming out of the camp is, I think Tim Payne mentioned that both Steve Smith and Cameron Bancroft are surprised 
at the level of the reaction um, get towards them and the team in general, they've obviously had no clue beforehand how this would play out if they got caught. And I think there's a bit of... Just living inside the bubble of this endless cricket tour, they go around the world, they play at home during the summer, then they're off to South Africa, they come home for a couple of weeks, then they're off to Zimbabwe, then it might be Bangladesh. Just, they don't get outside the bubble, and this might be true of all sports, I'm sure we see it in rugby league at times, that they just have no concept of what everybody else outside their particular sport is thinking should something play out and we get caught doing it. I mean, it's just mind-boggling that they wouldn't foresee this sort of reaction from sports fans across the nation. They might have justified it in their head by saying, look, everybody has tampered with the ball at some stage. Every test-playing nation... I've got no doubt that's part of their thinking. And and I wonder whether this series against South Africa has been so bitter. We've seen the David Warner clashes. We've seen the the competitiveness between the teams. I wonder whether their will to win this series and silence the South Africans, who they clearly have no time for, blinded them from the reality about what would happen. But whatever excuse you come up with, it doesn't apply. It's not enough. The Australian cricket team held aloft by the Australian sporting public for more than a hundred years to come up with this. Wow, they have drastically underestimated the reaction back home. Yeah, and uh, I fear for Stephen Smith's captaincy. Surely he will never captain Australia again. And I wonder whether we'll see him uh, play for Australia again at test level. You know, I'm happy for him to play at some stage uh, down the track after he serves whatever suspension is deemed applicable. And for me... You know, it might be 12 months. I, I, I couldn't see him playing a test match out here next summer. I, I just couldn't see how that could happen, given what's happened and the level of animosity towards him and the team from cricket fans right around the country. So uh, once he serves whatever suspension, and I'm happy to say it's 12 months, then he can come back and be selected should his form warrant it. But he'll never be captain again. I'd give him 12 months for deciding to undertake the ball tampering and 12 months for taking the rest of the team with him. Why not sit in front of the cameras yesterday and saying, it's my error of judgment. I lead this team. The blame is on me, me, me and nobody else. Rather than saying, hey, hang on, it's the leadership group and uh, maybe this person was involved as well. No, Stephen, you're captain of the Australian cricket team. It's you and you only. Yeah, they had a bit of a swing and a miss at that first press conference at the end of the day on uh, day three, as it turns out, uh, when it came to light what had transpired out there on the field. And boys, just a word for the future. If you get caught doing something like that ever again, it's hard to imagine, I know. But should you get caught ever again doing that, put your hand up straight away. Don't have the coach of the team trying to hide a walkie-talkie behind his hand, look up at the big screen, realise, oh poo, I'm on the big screen. Try and sneak the walkie-talkie out of view and then have... This, I mean, the timeline was hilarious. Oh, I'm laughing because I Keystone can't believe it. Cops. Uh, uh, yeah. Honestly, Peter Hans comes down there on the in the on the bench on the sideline. I'm on the walkie. Oh, now I'm on the screen. I'll pretend I'm not talking on the walkie-talkie. I'm just going to happen to run out on the field and talk to Bancroft. Yeah. I wonder what that conversation's about. How stupid are you blokes? It is so bad. It is so ridiculous. It has to be funny. And I can't believe we're talking about cricket for this long at the start of a rugby league podcast. Three rounds into an NRL season. That shows the magnitude of what's happened in South Africa. That's right. It didn't matter who you were, what you do, where your interests lie yesterday as it all was breaking. My God, the reaction was incredible. I was trying to get ready for the Roosters and the Knights 
And all I can do is watch this endless loop of this stuff on, on Fox Sports News and then be tweeting about it. The whole world was tweeting about it. It was that level of story. Um, wow, and it's still got some time to go. Anyway, let's calm down for a moment. Just chill out. Think yoga, think calm blue sea, calm blue sea. Yoga doesn't calm me down. Let's move on to something that doesn't get anybody's blood rising like salary cap cheating. Oh. Salary cap I cheating said it's scan- is the story of the day in the NRL.